0: Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with the devotional. Today, we are starting the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. And he begins this by sending them a greeting, um, but not just to this specific church. He also says... he says, to the church of God at Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called as saints with all those in every place who call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he's saying that this letter, he's sending this letter to the church of Corinth, but this letter is for everyone. Another reminder that uh, this is not just for uh, one specific people. It's for Jews and Gentiles. This is for everyone. And. Um, and he begins by talking, uh, talking about Thanksgiving, giving thanks for uh, this church and what God has done uh, in their lives. So he's giving thanks to God for that. But then he talks about divisions and things that have been happening to, um, things that have been happening at the church of Corinth. And this is the chapter where we get um, the verse of. Uh, where he talks about people saying, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, I follow Christ. And Cephas is another name for Peter. So Cephas means Cephas means Peter in this instance. Um, and something I wanted to touch on real quick, because there's some division here in Corinth, is some people are saying, I follow this specific religious leader. I haven't seen a whole lot of this, um, at least... Myself, uh, when it comes to, I follow a specific person when it comes to the church um, because this is operating under the assumption that obviously Apollos, Paul, and Peter. And obviously christ they're preaching truth they're preaching the word they're preaching what they are supposed to be preaching they are all on the same page and people are saying that oh i'm identifying with this specific person um, i want to be i, I want to be baptized in this specific person's name i want to be baptized in apollos's name and paul's name and they're missing the mark here they don't understand that when they get baptized, they're being baptized um, into the body of Christ. They're proclaiming their um, affiliation here with the body of Christ. It's a, it's a public proclamation of being a believer. It has nothing to do with who you're baptized by, who you're being baptized under, nothing to do with that. And that's something that the Church of Corinth here is missing. And when we get baptized, what we're doing is we're saying, I'm a believer and we're saying it to everyone and it's a it's just the public proclamation um that i belong to the church of christ i'm a child of god and so Church of Corinth here has kind of missed this. And so he talks about how division here um, is wrong. It's division over kind of a petty little thing. And so sometimes we can get divided in church over sometimes petty little things, whether it's the style of worship music, whether it's, um, you know, sometimes could be what uh, something you wear to church, maybe not necessarily a modesty side, but um, what you're supposed to wear to certain things. Just all kinds of stuff uh, like those issues that can cause division. And what Paul is saying is we need to be united as a church and make sure that what we say, we are all on the same page on. And so that's uh, division there is what he he talks to them about here. And then something I want to spend a little bit more time on is uh, wisdom. And he talks about how in the, at the end of verse 17, he segues into the wisdom of the world versus God's wisdom. And he says uh, at the end of 17, not with eloquent eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ will not be emptied of its effect. And he's not talking about, um, he's not talking about uh, the the effect of uh, the cross of Christ losing its power. That's not what he's saying at all. He's saying that he's preaching the gospel simply preaching it as it is not adding any human intellect not adding uh anything that as a as a believer um human adding on to this he's not he's not uh decorating it as it were. he's not making it fancy he's just preaching the gospel as it is not with some kind of eloquent wisdom because um You've heard before when Paul, back in Acts, we'd heard Paul going to uh, these different places, and some of them were very much into logic and discussion and trying to figure out things that make sense and and persuade me, give me a good argument. And that's what Paul is not doing here. He's giving the gospel basically as it is because the gospel itself has power. You don't need to add any flair to it. It can be preached as it is. And so I want to read to you... um, uh, a couple of these verses, starting at the end of verse 22. For the Jews ask for signs, and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So you got a couple different people groups who have a a specific view about Jesus. And as 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 humans, we operate off of what makes sense. We reason, we reason with ourselves, we reason with other people, we come to a logical conclusion, and then we operate. And so if that's purely how you view life, and that's how you live your life, and you approach the gospel that way, the gospel, if you're not a believer, the gospel is going to be foolishness to you. Because because the Spirit's not moving in you, obviously, but because you cannot just logically put one piece together uh, with human wisdom. You can't put it all together that way. You need Christ. You need the Spirit to be tugging at your heart so that this makes sense. You need to be able to see the bigger picture. And when you uh, compare the wisdom of the world, and it does this in this chapter, when you compare wisdom to God's wisdom, it says that God's uh, foolishness is wiser than the than the wisest um, people or the most wisdom, the best wisdom in the world. God's foolishness is above it. But we have to understand that when we're doing comparisons, that it's not that Here's, here's worldly wisdom, here's God's wisdom, and God's wisdom is just above, uh, God's foolishness is just above the wisest person in the world. That's not the case at all. It's God's foolishness is just un- absolutely unreachable because God is actually not foolish. And it's only making this comparison to show that um, God's ways are so far above our ways, even at our best. And that's what it's saying. And so, um, kind of the same thing uh, with knowledge and understanding—that it it's completely and fully far above any of us. And so, um, that's the wisdom of the gospel. And as a believer, when the Holy Spirit comes and opens our hearts to these things. It's almost like we've we've elevated to a plane now of understanding and almost logic when we have the correct foundation of truth to pull from. And that's the problem with the world. If their foundation of truth is simply their own experience, then your beliefs, your doctrine is going to be folly because you don't have a good foundation. You are the foolish man who has built your house on the sand. And so that's the most important thing is if we have scripture and the Bible and the foundation for truth that we know is true, everything that we believe that's based off of that now will become um, now everything that's based off of that now will become correct. Like we will make the the logical assumptions that are true based on this foundation of truth. And that's so encouraging for me because, I mean, if you think about it and it makes you feel, um, it makes you hurt for people who aren't believers or it makes you want to uh, share the gospel with them because their basis of truth is their experience. And even as believers, sometimes we still tend to do this. We still tend to make our experiences our foundation for truth. We're like, I've experienced this, therefore it must be true. And I'm going to make what I think are logical conclusions and assumptions based on just what I think in my experience. And that's what these people are doing. The people of the world, that's their foundation of truth. It's a fluid thing. It's sand. When the the storms and winds come, their house is going to get blown down. And so we are we are and we need to be the wise man who builds his house on the rock. And that is Jesus. That is Christ. That is scripture. And we need to be operating our mindset and thoughts and assumptions based on God's word first, not our experiences. Okay. So lastly, at the end, I'm really excited to be able to do this chapter as well, because we're we're basing our VBS curriculum off of the end of this chapter. And I want to read this to you. It's starting in verse 26. Brothers and sisters, consider your calling. Not many were wise from a human perspective, not many powerful, not many of noble birth. Instead, God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is insignificant and despised in the world, what is viewed as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something so that no one may boast in his presence. It is from him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God for us, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so what's crazy now is is if we have our, our higher plane of wisdom now that we've reached because we understand Scripture to be true and the foundation of truth, it doesn't matter who you are you might not be gifted in knowledge. You might not be gifted with good reasoning skills. Your thought process might not be as sharp as uh, somebody who has two doctorates, right? It doesn't matter how smart you are as a human. It matters how much you rely on the Spirit. It matters how much you're reading Scripture and you're asking God to help you understand. That's why Proverbs says, gain understanding, gain knowledge, okay? And so when we are um really smart or whether we are a little bit more simple-minded, maybe less smart. I might identify with that side a little bit more um, than the more intelligent side. It doesn't matter because if you are if you are wise in Christ, that's the most important thing is that you know the truth. And you could talk to the wisest person in the world that's not a believer that would be wise by their standards, and you would technically be smarter than they would. It's not necessarily smarter we're going for, though. It's, it's you would be more enlightened to the truth. You are enlightened to the truth than these people. And this isn't a... And this isn't a a popularity contest. This isn't a comparison that we should be making in order to talk down to others. And that's exactly what this passage is saying, is that nobody may boast about anything here about them having done it themselves. I have not done any of this myself. This is 100% God, 100% the Holy Spirit making nothing myself into something and making something that's of the world and the things that are valued in the world, the knowledge and understanding that's valued in the world into nothing. And that's kind of backwards. If I don't have scripture as my basis of truth and people's experiences are their foundation of truth, that's kind of backwards to them. And that's why it's foolishness to them. And so this is so that... We cannot boast in ourselves at all. This is all 100% God. It says here, righteousness, His sanctification, and redemption. His sanctification for us and our redemption is in Christ. And it says, in order that, as it is written, let no, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So the only thing that we should be boasting in is Christ. And it's really easy today. I mean, on social media, um, when somebody, you know puts down a blanket statement or any kind of statement regarding scripture, regarding uh, worldview life. It's so easy for us to get into that reasoning, that logic where, oh, if I say this, this will be the perfect thing um, to stump the other person. And we get in this mindset of worldly wisdom, like, oh, I can say this and I can do that. And if I say it this way, if I use caps lock, then they'll understand it more. That's not what it's saying here. What it's saying is preach the gospel. And you don't have to preach it with elegant wisdom. You just have to speak truth. Say the gospel to people. And the gospel will be offensive to people. And you cannot be surprised when people who are not believers see it as foolishness. So anyway, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We will see you later.